0: Okay, so guys, today's episode is about um, the youth and also about apprenticeships. I have with me um, Honorary Julia Finn, Shadow Minister of uh, Youth and um, Sports. Hello, Julia.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Well,
2: thank you, Aaron. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon, guys. How are you guys? Uh, all today. Well,
1: yeah, good, Aaron. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's the way, uh, guys. Aaron. Aaron is joining us. Aaron is joining us uh, via Bluetooth. He's actually off-site today. He's um, working. So uh, today we'll be uh, discussing... Out on, it, out on the tools. Out on the tools, mate. Uh, today we'll be discussing apprenticeships. Uh, we'll be discussing more around the TAFE um, and basically people that want to come into trade and how it's been. Um, and also uh, looking at ways we can definitely improve the system currently at the moment because there's a major flaw in it. And that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing. And um, a lot of the plumbers are... And we're, we're all discussing as plumbers, how we can make the apprenticeship scheme and tapes much better. Um, Before we start, Julia, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Yeah, sure. So I am the state member for Granville, as well as the shadow minister for youth and sport. Um, I'm a Labor MP. I was first elected in 2015. Uh, Before that, I was a councillor and the Lord Mayor of Parramatta. Um, And I grew up in central west New South Wales. My dad was a farmer. I grew up on a farm, but um, lived in Sydney ever since I came to Sydney to go to uni, and yeah, that's that's about me. I'm very hopeful that uh, if Chris Minns becomes premier next year, I will be the minister for sport and youth in the Minns Labor government.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, well, it's amazing
2: the season's
0: right there. Yeah, there you go, mate. We need a bit of a seasonal change. It's amazing the season's you?
2: right there; it's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and and currently looking at it. Um, from a from a plumber's perspective, and Aaron, you can add to this as well. We're finding it very hard and challenging, especially with TAFE, um, because we know that they've done a lot of cutbacks. Huge, yeah, huge amount of cutbacks. The kids are, or the the caliber of the children that have been taught from when we got taught to the the, the level of how can we say proficiency yeah. at the moment isn't really there. And, and Aaron,
2: no, I, I I agree with that on you with that, Alex, because um definitely with the trade, you know, with our trade, with my apprentices that we've had, um, they're the system sh- is shorter than what it used to be. Like, it was six years for us, mm. you know, when I did my time to be a licensed plumber. Mm. So it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed. It's, yeah, it's, it's for what it takes us. Russian rushing these plumbers too quickly through the trade and, they're not getting skilled enough. They need to sit sort to of properly learn the trade inside and out. That's
0: right.
2: And that's what I've seen with my apprentices. They're, they're just, they might have finished their time, but they're not turning into good tradesmen. They need a truth. Mm. And, and just the main... I think, and also, I don't think the taste system's covering a lot of it. I think they've taken mechanicalism out of it. Um, yeah. And they've also taken, there's other stuff they should really put into it. I'm pretty sure they've taken rooting out of it as well. Yeah,
0: they have. So what are the things, Julia, that you've seen that, um, you know, as a shadow minister, um, the things that the flaws or areas of definitely improvement or the, or the cutbacks that they've done?
1: Yeah, so they've had a huge cutback in staff at TAFE over the last decade. Um, they're supposed to be at the same level as the private sector, um, but they've actually brought TAFE down to the level of the private providers to compete with them when they've always had shorter courses. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what's driven this, but there's 4,500 fewer staff in TAFE across New South Wales than there was a decade ago. Um, There's 47% fewer staff in Western Sydney and 42% fewer staff in South West Sydney. So that equates to less hours of face-to-face teaching. Um, And also the staff that remain, there's a lot fewer admin staff to do that those supporting roles so they actually have to do a lot of that stuff themselves so if you remember when you were at TAFE um they'd have all these assistants who would run around and get stuff out of the storerooms um right. and ready for your teacher or well, teachers now pretty much have to do that
0: do you remember that ads it's, it's it was more times like, i do yep yeah, i do yep yeah and then Long time ago yeah, <laughs> yeah. guys and, and going through TAFE and i went through granville TAFE which TAFE do you go to at, at?
2: I went to Mount Druitt.
0: Mount Druitt. And, you know, we, when we went yeah. through our TAFE, we had the store person, we had really good teachers, everything was prepared for us. And the current feedback at the moment from these younger guys are, is we're not getting that um, practicality, mm. you know, through through TAFE. Um, and even we- the
2: tools were there. I, 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 remember a lot of our, I remember a lot of our tools, was to, like they had all the proper tooling mm. as well. Yeah. Um, even stuff that they didn't, like they, I wasn't sure that they did have, they actually do have. They
0: didn't have back there. So, yeah, I, I've just I've, we've heard from the plumbers that reached back out to us. The younger kids that are coming through, they have got to supply their own tools now. And some of these kids come from disadvantaged backgrounds, and they really mm. can't afford it. And it's really not fair for them. Yeah, no, and, it's really and, hard. And in the long run, I think uh, um, Aaron, you can agree. I don't know if you agree with this as well, but we're not getting the good caliber kids coming through, which actually drops the level of the quality of trade that we have. All the tradesmen. I do agree.
2: With that. I do agree with that. Yeah, that's
1: a good point. Yeah, TAFE's also a lot more expensive than it used to be. Um, mm. The government started bringing back a whole lot of free courses because there's a skill shortage, but um, TAFE is a lot more expensive than it used to be, and it used to, you know, that has flow-on effects. There's also cultural issues with um, there being far more emphasis on going to uni rather than going to TAFE, but. Putting that aside, um, there isn't enough to attract people to TAFE. Like, it's, it's quite expensive. It's really hard to be an apprentice, um, to live on you know, very little money. And the students have to travel so far because the courses aren't taught at as many colleges as they used to be. They have to travel so far just to get to TAFE. And, you know, first and second year apprentices, probably even third and fourth year apprentices, can't afford to move out of home. Um, to go and study somewhere and to pay rent—it's just way too expensive for them.
0: Adam, uh, sorry, Aaron. Some of the some of the uh, your life story was about the fact that you moved out and you had a mortgage, and you know you were. Doing oh, this- I, mean,
2: I, I, did when, I I did when I was a third year. I mean, the times were tough, and I mean, I I did struggle through. You know, but I I had to borrow money. I borrowed money off my parents, and I had to. I had to do extra work. Or I had to do cash work. I had to do extra hours. I took on two, two fucking three jobs at at one point, uh, just to get across the line. Even though, yeah, we went through, yeah. it.
0: and even though, like if you want to get the Australian standards at the moment, um, that's like close to two weeks worth of um, wages just to buy the Australian standards oh, for plumbing. I,
2: I, I remember when I remember when we got someone brought the Australian standards and we "I got mine." And I've still got more so, today. Hey, I photocopied every single page out of it and I just It was cheaper. Put all the pages put all the pages together because that was all I could afford at the time. I've still got that, that makeshift book for the Australian standards, but that's how I did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think we can do um, when you know, with the with Labour coming through and if we do and hopefully we do, we do get a change of government coming through, Julia, what are the things that we're gonna see that you, you might think that are gonna be better? we can definitely do better than the current government at the moment and the current situation that's going to help us as plumbers and as tradesmen.
1: Well, it's something we're still working on. Um, I think it'd be good if you also had a chat at some stage to Tim Krackenthorpe, who's the Shadow Minister, but certainly we're very committed to increasing um, student places at TAFE, trying to restore some of the staffing, restore some of the integrity and not be driven down by competition, um with the private providers. TAFE is the majority of students. TAFE should be setting the standard rather than going to this sort of lowest common denominator approach, which the government has just used um, that as an excuse to gut TAFE. And when you've got 70, 80% of the graduates going through TAFE, um, that should force the private providers to come up to that level. And it's you know it's hard for um, young kids to know which course to do. They're attracted to the one that's going to get them out in the workforce faster, but it's not going to really equip them with the skills that they need, you know, long term to be getting lots of work as, as a plumber or bricklayer or hairdresser or anything.
2: I agree, hundred percent. I mean, it needs to happen. So, what do you what do you
0: think? Like we're both tradesmen here, and if we if we had some input into this. As tradies, what what would you think or what would you like to see that's gonna be changing around that TAFE component, bro? I
2: think more times you've got to be invested in a hands on approach. And I think more or less the standard as well. Um, what what boys are being taught they need to go over like and what you were telling me the other day, how you had that non compliance mm-hmm. and the guy pretty much told you to go stick it. TAFE system's gonna drum in the rules and the standards. I mean, that's why they're there. I mean, and I found more and more People are taking shortcuts, and when this is. And, and when's they gonna When are they gonna pull up when someone gets hurt, and yeah. or someone dies? I mean, or, that's when. Well, well, look what
0: we've seen at the moment with all the fiascos that's happening with the new buildings and people not following code and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of um, how can I say shortcuts, shortcuts, and people cutting corners and whatnot. We're, we we would be shouting out as plumbers that we we love our trade, we want it to be better, and we definitely need the support of the government, and we're not being heard.
2: Uh, Alex, just even just in just tradesmen in general, I think the tradesmen quality has dropped within the last 10 to say 15 years of trades coming through.
0: Did you also hear oh, that, yeah. that it's an open book now, all the exams?
2: Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, I it's didn't it's know that. Book.
0: They need to pass that 100% and they give them an open book exam. That's in, that's in tape. Where no. before, and then I know for a fact, with uh, the younger guys that we talked to, and we know, look, there are plumbers out there that are not licensed, yep. they are working. Mm. um they've probably missed certain curriculums you know within their within um going to TAFE, or they've skipped TAFE classes and they're actually out there practicing and this is quite scary both for imagine gas like natural gas natural gas and 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 adam does a lot of work with natural gas sorry aaron does a lot of work with natural gas that you can kill someone yeah for sure you can and the value of human life is is yeah is really not there
1: uh, that that is quite scary to think, mm. you know. Particularly plumbing or electrical, yep. the the need to actually have people knowing exactly what they're doing, mm. yeah, you know, it can't be understated. Other things you could probably patch up and not kill somebody, yeah, they're just not ideal and expensive. And it's expensive to fix, but plumbing and electrical, um, you know, there's a reason why doing certain work is illegal, and you know, from a personal perspective, this is not me as a politician. Yep. I think the threshold at which people can do uh, work just under the supervision um, of a licensed plumber or electrician, you know, it's way too it's way too high. Like doing thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work, um, it's ridiculous. Mm. You know, it's more than the values of your average. Of the plumbing work, at say, for example, or the electrical work in say someone's bathroom mm. that you can actually do, you know, just with under supervision, and that definition of supervision is pretty vague.
0: Uh, sorry, Aaron, you tell me as well, bro. It's um, a lot of the plumbers will say the Department of Fair Trading is a toothless tiger, you know, and See, these the guys, pl- guys that
2: the problem I've with the Department of Fair Trading is is that the rules constantly change yeah. and they are constantly changing. Um, and I think there needs to be a, a set standard across the board. Well, that's what I believe because i have you know, I have plumbers ring me saying, you know, I had one the other day, um, a plumber ring me, goes, man, I didn't know we had to have a clear out at this point here. And this is the way he wanted it done. And I'd never heard of it.
0: Look, have, maybe having a system is, and coming in as a new government, maybe having a system where we got all the licensed plumbers that are registered on that system with our licenses and we get that update because that's currently lacking at the moment. We don't know
2: hundred oh, percent. I mean, I've even been pulled up on um, a set of internals and I'm like, you know, I, I didn't even know that that still was one part of the rule. I didn't even know. I'm like, when did this come in? And he goes, oh, a year or two ago. I'm going to talk about five years ago. So yeah, I, I definitely think that's a good idea. It needs to be across you know, some sort of like system that all the farmers are on there. These are the rules. These are the guidelines we go off. Just even I, Like, yeah
0: just even a simple email that we can come out to all the plumbers that are registered on there to say, okay, you need to be a licensed plumber in order to re- mm. log on to it. Um, you need to give us your details, yep. And you obviously come through and say, these are the new updates that are, that are, that are done. That's a really we, good idea. Yeah, and we can have that. And I think another big frustration that we have and, and we can voice um, to, to, to the Labor Party as well is chop um, and change guys that come in. They'll come in with one company They'll um, rip customers off and then, then all of a sudden they're allowed to come out with another company. And Aaron will tell you that. That, that infuriates us because it makes – it brushes all the plumbers with the same brush, correct?
1: It happens quite across, across the whole construction industry and it is a real problem. And, and the companies just close down and the same person comes out yeah. with a different company name, different ABN, but it's the same person who owes people yeah. lots and lots of money.
0: And I remember, uh, Aaron, do you remember seeing Scott Morrison's ne- nephew on the current affairs?
2: I don't, do, but can you remind me of it?
0: Yeah, Scott Morrison's nephew. I think there was there was a story, in it, and I'm sorry if I'm, I'm wrong, but I think there was a story where he was showing photos to customers saying that he's Scott Morrison's nephew, he's at Parliament House, and he was doing the most shonky, dodgy work. And th- the thing is, Department of Fair Trading should have the power to go shut down, that's it. No more, no more companies, no more businesses, no more nothing. Be another Same point, builders, stuff yeah. the, and the and
1: same trades, uh, senior tradesmen rip off. You know, don't just rip off the customers; they rip off their staff. Yeah,
0: they rip off their staff. Like there's younger kids out there that aren't being paid their super, mm. for example. And we don't, um, you know, we want to make sure these kids get looked after, and they will be giving to us as a as a um, as a responsibility. And I think, you know, you being the, the shadow minister for, for youth as well, I think this is really, really important, You know, especially for these younger kids that have messaged us. Um, Julia, they're saying, I don't know how much I'm getting paid. I've been, I think I've been ripped off. My boss isn't answering my phone calls anymore. And there is they don't know the processes mm. to, to how to, you know, get their money back.
1: I think, um, I think people should learn a bit more of that stuff. At school, because it's really important for preparing you, for, you know, for when you leave school, but also at TAFE, it's um, it's something that people should be learning as apprentices. They mm. should Be given that information about what to expect in terms of um, being paid, being paid super, you know, and how to go about um, following that up if you're not being paid, and of course, you know, join the union.
0: Mm. And that's a big one as well. Like joining the union doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to sit on EBA weights. Your boss might not be able to afford it, but you know you're going to be protected. You're going to be looked after. And there's a. And if you do have questions, there is a phone number or someone that you can actually call out and talk to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I do know for a fact there are a lot of guys, I've, I've had one of other boys working for us. I know he wasn't getting paid super from his old company. And again, he didn't even know. And I said, man, you need to go and chase this up. Like, You need to get paid for this. This is important stuff. And that's why there are boys out there listening, young tr- apprentices, no, this is important stuff you need to know about. Like, it's your future, it's your money, it belongs to you. You know, you should be, yeah, you should be collecting what's owed to you, definitely. Yeah, and don't don't be
0: afraid. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to to say, as if you're a young apprentice, to say, hey, listen, I need my super. It's not going to wreck your relationship. It's it's actually against the law not to pay the apprentices their super. Um, right now, we're not feeling it. And, and a lot of the apprentices that are reaching out to Aaron and I are basically saying, we're not feeling it. Like, well, who do we go to? We do not go to in the government to talk about it and they're afraid.
1: Make sure they are being paid. Um, you know, it's really unfair and people do get really exploited. And,
2: oh, and I believe that's what, what ruins a lot of young blokes in the trade industry. Because you, you know, you look at a lot of plumbers that are, I look at a lot of plumbers coming through the industry currently. Um, you find that, say, 50% stay on, 50% go into complete different fields. I don't know what that's like in other trade industries, but you know people aren't getting paid correctly. They're not getting the right allowances. They're not getting paid super. People walk away from the trade because they don't, they're not being looked after.
0: Yeah, and the cost of living, man. Look how expensive it is now to live.
2: Yeah, it is, it is, you know. It's ridiculous at the moment. Yeah. It makes it hard. It makes you wonder how young
0: <clears throat>
2: young tradesmen who are having family and stuff, how they survive in this, this economy currently
1: and even just paying the tolls. I mean if they're not getting paid properly mm. and yet they've got to drive around Sydney through toll roads everywhere getting mm. to and from jobs it must be costing them an absolute fortune.
0: Mm. And this this should have been factored in man like if you if the government was there and they've been in power for this long and I'm not here trying to hear, trying to bash the government's it's just I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the trades that we work with it's mm. If you're a young apprentice, you should have got your tolls for free or a discounted toll at least. You know mm-hmm. how they give you student concessions for the bus and train. They should do the same thing when it comes to tolls. I know you That's can't do it. With, yeah, you can't do it with um, petrol. And I know they get like as an as an apprentice, um, Aaron. Did you get did you get a discounted um, CTP or no? It wasn't CTP. It was um, RTA charges like less fees when the last yeah, level. I think it was the Yema government was in mm. back then and they, they did charge us less as an yeah. apprentice. Um,
1: this government does waive your regio if you spend a certain amount on tolls. but mm. And, you know, that's helpful to one extent, but they keep putting toll roads up everywhere. Sydney's got more toll roads than anywhere else on earth. Yeah, And getting a few hundred dollars back when you've spent $5,000 you know, $5, on tolls, um, you know, it doesn't help that much and... Basically, it's the government paying you mm. to spend money using private companies' roads.
0: Yeah, um, and I was asking Aaron. Aaron, what what's on average? What do you think the what do you pay on tolls per year? And then do you know what you pay on tolls per year?
2: On tolls between free work use on the road, I could pay anywhere between twelve twelve hundred to fifteen hundred bucks a month. Easy. There
0: you go. Mm-hmm.
2: A month. Yeah, easy. That's that's just cool. between. Between a truck, a unit, and a van on the road, that's monthly. So times that by the oh, that, amount, sorry, mate. Yep.
0: So and times that by the amount of tradies that we have—be it plumbers, mm-hmm. glaziers, uh, carpenters, builders, um, you know, normal truck drivers that are doing landscapers—I I think it would be really fair if it was at a cap price, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we said there's a twenty thousand dollar cap a household can pay on tolls. And, and you can then probably maybe tier it to, you know, you've got a turnover of 10 or, 10, 10 or 20 million, you know.
1: It's, I mean, something needs to be done. It's tricky because they've been privatised, but the amount people are spending is just astronomical. People are bleeding because of the toll roads in Sydney and particularly uh, tradies. And I can imagine, you know, for young apprentices, it must be even worse because they're not on big money. But the amount people are spending on toll roads... Uh, just driving around working in Sydney, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's crippling.
0: What do, you th- what do you think about that, Aaron? Oh, I how, agree. And how much does it hurt us? Because we can look, we can use that money and you, you, we can use that money then to put on another apprentice. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. and, I, I, you
1: know, as it keeps going with these costs and all the increased costs for building you know, mm. you know, equipment, and, and you got to look at like, say, everything. Um, that will get passed through to consumers, and then consumers then, you know, they don't have more money to spend, so they, you know, do a smaller project, or they decide not to do it yet and wait a year. Mm. And it, you
0: know. so, Talking about the building material costs and mm. what we go through, we've seen within the plumbing trade and the plumbing industry that we've got a minimum of about a twenty to thirty percent
2: increase, in in our, in our I, uh, yeah. Is even what copper's going up. And, and you know what, like, and, and I know you as well, because we talk all the time about this, you know, we're running different supply houses to see what's the best price we can get things at because it has jumped up through the roof. Yeah. It's Yeah. You know, and then, you know, we've got to pass that. Obviously, we've got to pass that cost on, mm. you know, to our clients and some people don't understand that. Like, you know, and, and just touching back on the apprentices, what we are talking about before, about the, you know, what about these mature age apprentices that are coming through? Mm-hmm that some have families already that want to, you know, that have gone down a different career path. I mean, surely sure there's something to help benefit them out at the moment because a lot of them guys can't, can't live off the wage that you've got to pay mature, mature, mature age apprentices, yeah, we've, we've, you know, especially if they run in the household with kids. Mm, yeah. mm,
0: and you do. You're forced. COVID's come through. You've changed your career. You know, you've got to do this. You've got kids at home that are affected by it and – you know, you want to go out, and, and we were speaking about it before about the, the, the kids going out and doing some physical activity, and mm-hmm. COVID's basically just locked them up at home. You know, yeah, and yeah. and I don't mean to be, I don't, I mean to sound bad about it, but I know you've got the option to get out and ride a bike and, and go go forth and whatnot down, but there were certain areas in, in Sydney that were, in, in my opinion, unnecessarily absolutely militarized, you yeah. know, curfews, I
1: mean, my area, martial law. Know, allowed out for one hour a day, and we had the curfew you know had to be home by nine o 'clock at night um, that that did not suit shift workers no. like for you know people who get home eight thirty or so um, and then usually go for a nice long walk mm. they just couldn 't do that anymore um, and, for, and for no good reason, it was not about disease control mm. some things were yeah a lot of things were, but the additional restrictions we faced, most of them really didn't have much impact. I mean, COVID's not transmitted easily mm. outside.
0: Exactly. And the, the, we, we've heard that multiple times. Some, it, Julie, something that blew my mind was this. In in the western suburbs, be it the, the Auburn Granville, you know, that Fairfield area, we, we heard military helicopters flying above, you know, military mm. personnel helping. Yet, when the floods happened up in Lismore, where were they? Like, look how long it took them to do that. You know, and... It's just, was it necessary? Was that was that extreme, to go to that particular extreme, necessary?
1: Um, I think the Department of Health did need more help, but yeah. I don't think they necessarily uh, approached it the right way. I do think we were overwhelmed. Mm. Um, it was clear when they stopped issuing those alerts for venues where people had been exposed that, um, that they just couldn't keep up and they just couldn't do the contact tracing quick enough. But... I don't think we really needed to be sending helicopters over parks, telling mm. people to go home and reminding them that they shouldn't be in groups of more than two. Yeah. Um, you know the helicopters weren't really necessary, yeah. and they just created so much animosity and they scared the kids. Mm. Um, I don't think that was you know, a good move at all. Um, they certainly needed more support, and the fact that the police got sent to do the checkups on people. Um, instead of the Department of Health, meant that, of course, the army was needed to help the police because mm. there's just not that many police. I remember there was one week in my area where the local police command had to do 25,000 house visits wow. just to drop in on people who had COVID to check that they were home and check whether they needed an ambulance or anything like that. Wow. But, yeah, in hindsight, you know they could have done it in a lot more sensitive way. And um,
0: We know that. We know that very clearly. I'm telling you how we know that. Aaron, I don't know if you've called a police station, but they've changed that. They've actually put a PA system on now saying that if you're complaining about COVID, press one. If you actually want to talk to the station, press no, two. Because the, not,
2: I, haven't, I haven't had to call the police station anytime <laughs> soon, but no, nah, interesting, I didn't even know
0: that. Yeah, man, it's, it's happened that way. We're, the And, 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 and Jen, uh, Jen and I, we do a lot of community work with the police and, and the feedback we got was, we're sick and tired of doing these COVID checks. Yeah, okay, let us do our work.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody joined the police force to hassle people to wear a mask. Yeah, and, and the masks are important, but
0: we're not saying they're hard. not. Yeah, but <laughs> definitely are. Um, and even the kids now. Have you not- noticed, Aaron? That the kids are actually getting—they need a bit more encouragement. We need to—we we need to somehow call this and get these kids a lot more physically fit. Yeah. you know.
1: And that a lot of kids have missed out on really important opportunities to interact with each other. I mean, already had challenges with um, some kids being far more comfortable to interact with other people online than in person. And COVID's just exacerbated that because they haven't needed to interact with their peers mm. you know, well, for
2: Well, I've, I've seen that first time with my son. Like, I've got an um, 18-month-old baby and... Um, you know, COVID, it's just yeah, it's just we had to we had to really start to get him once once lockdowns were lifted, we had to really start to get him out there with more kids because yeah, he was he was climatized only to me and my wife. And it's it's an interesting observation to watch. You know, he's he's out of it now, he's in daycare, but yeah, at that at the first stages of lock we, we went through lockdown and once he came out of it just yeah, he he just struggled a little bit. But no
0: and, and Aaron, you come from a boxing background, and you know a yep. sports background. He does, and then Aaron's mm-hmm. really it was really quite successful as a boxer as well. Um, how important is this sport, especially with the plumbers? Like we look for fit, fitter kids, yeah. we generally because they they
2: do need to be fitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I can't really talk, guys. I let myself go over the last couple. I've let myself go over the last couple of years, but no, I, it, it is true. Like, um, you know. I got into the sport of boxing for being overweight, but you know it, the kids, it, yeah, with the help, the kids do need that now.
0: What about what about if you're a community group and you want to do, um, say you want to do some activities within sports and you want to do some activities around the younger kids and whatnot? What what's the best way to, to approach that with? What would be your advice, Julia?
1: Um. I suppose the best thing to do is to sort of run the idea past people, see if they they would be interested. Um, if you need money for it, there are a lot of grant programs around there to help community groups um, actually put on things and engage other people. Uh, I certainly would encourage anyone who wants to uh, put things on to um, support young people to you know to definitely give it a try. Um, and and you know especially at the moment, so many things have just dropped away. During COVID and haven't really restarted. Mm. So, you know, I think that's really important. If anyone's got those sort of ideas, you know, yeah, just give it a try and, you know, reach out to the local council or to state MPs um, if you want um, some funding or some support or to be put in touch with people who are doing something similar or who might sponsor it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk to your friends also about local businesses sponsoring those things. But and yeah, we do, do certainly that, don't do we? that.
0: Aaron, we sponsor it quite a bit. As, as plumbers, as tradies, we, there, are, there are local teams that we do sponsor and that mm. definitely, as tradesmen, we do want to sponsor. And you'll see it, you know, like it'll be such and such Sydney Metropolitan mm. Plumbing or it might be GT Plumbing. It could be, you know, any, anyone else that's out there as well sponsoring those local teams. And it's about that community as well. Yeah,
1: it is. It's really important. Um, you know, community sport does really rely on that level of sponsorship and I know there are a lot of tradies who are very generous with mm. their, their time and their money in terms of supporting...
0: Um, Kids' sport. Mm. I think that that pretty much sums it up, guys.